This week's episode is brought to you by Free Speech TV. On television, radio, and the internet, Free Speech TV inspires viewers to become civically engaged to build a more just, equitable, and sustainable society. For more information, visit freespeech.org. That's freespeech.org. What's up, Denver Diatribe? This is your listener's choice asshole of the year, Justin LaSalle. By the way, is there any bigger blowhard move than introducing yourself? Anyway, I'm here to uh, thank everyone for voting for me for Asshole of the Year. Uh, Thanking you seems like the wrong thing to do, so I'm just going to leave everyone with a big fuck you. Intoxicates me with its sunny afternoon. Hello, and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast Denver. of culture, news, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most athletic city between Jesus and Tim Tebow, which, as we all know, is one and the same. My name is Joel Warner, and today we'll be talking about podcasts and sports. And since we here at the Diatribe know a lot about podcasts, we know nothing about sports whatsoever. That's why joining me in the Five Points Media Center studio today with uh, co-host Ron Doyle. Good morning. Uh, yeah, good morning, Ron. Uh, his uh, special guest, uh, Colin Daniels, co-host of the South Stands Denver Fancast, uh, the sports podcast that was recently named Best Podcast of 2011 by the Westward Web Awards, which we, which, which which we lost, we lost yeah. but we won the year before, so that's okay. <laughs> so uh, welcome. Thank you. It's, Thank one, you, it's Daniels, wonderful for being here. It's wonderful to be here in the in the neighborhood that that got our mayor elected. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Five Points Media Center. You're campaigning yourself. I I almost got clipped by a light rail train on my way in. Yeah, <laughs> not used. To we that. aren't used to those in Denver. Like no. actually having trains. So you know, it must be a strange strange beast to see. Well, and I'm a suburban guy. Suburban so guy. you know, I, I come into the, I come into town. It's hard to find a place to park. You know, I'm used to parking lots that are the size of an ocean and and trains. Not, trains. not used to that. Yeah. So yeah. you so you were to like parallel park today for the first time in a long time. It, it was yeah. I I, I had to uh, I had to remember what it was like to do parallel that. park. Yeah, sad. <laughs> sad. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's start talking about podcasts. I wanna, yeah, we I wanna, want we wanted to we wanted to bring you on no here. podcast people in Denver. Just, this, not a lot this of is us. very exciting for us. It's like we're bringing in we're this rare species of people in Denver, and we wanted to bring in one of our own and talk yeah. to you, um, give you a chance to rib us a little bit about losing, uh, losing the award uh, this year for the. I like to call it first winner, actually. For, first winner. Right. That doesn't make no wait. For, no, first, f- first loser. First loser. First loser. Yes, we are the top loser. You guys were the number one losers in town, yes. and I, and I, I I heartily congratulate you for attaining that accomplishment. Yeah. But no, you're right. Podcasting is a is a somewhat unique format. There's not a whole lot of it going on in Denver. Now, in my little universe, sports, there are several sports-related podcasts. You name a local team, and there's probably a specific podcast dedicated to that team. Um, and generally, it's affiliated with one of the blogs. And the, the Big Rockies blog is called Purple Row. They've got a podcast. There are avalanche-related podcasts. Uh, the guys from DenverStiffs.com do uh, basketball-related podcasts. And, and my co-host, John Reedy, and I try and address all of the above. You, you, you cover it all and then, like, splooge a whole bunch of metal 
all over the top of what it. What is up right? with Splooge these days? We, 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 this we is our last week too. Our buzzword. We right try now. and ejaculate a, 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 a lot of <laughs> yeah. sticky uh, music all over the podcast as well. We like to talk about rock and roll music, and we like to talk about the movies, and we like to talk about restaurants and commercials, and it all all kinds of other other things. The theory we try and adhere to is most of our listeners of our podcast, the South Stands Denver Fan Cast have already listened to sports radio all week long. And so we don't need to give them the same thing they heard on 1023 The Ticket or on 1043 The Fan. We don't need to give them that same crap. Podcasting gives us the opportunity to take all of that in during the course of the week and then kind of provide our listeners with a digest. And we talk as much about sports, we talk about the media itself. Right. The people we're listening to on the radio, the various shakeups and the various movements and who said something stupid and, and, and more culture's response to the sports than specifically the sports themselves. So you, you've got here on your business card, we got their business, we got uh, Colin's business card. That's very right. Fancy. Business cards. Yeah. Business cards. That What's means up? you have to work on that. So much Does Denver Diatribe have business cards? <laughs> if they did, might be the best podcast. Might be. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So now, there we go. now we know the secret weapon. This is why business we got here. business cards. So, so it says you're the Colorado, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. And you can't <laughs> imagine how difficult it was <laughs> to get up and ro- get up and running a year before I was born, and long before the internet existed. It was a challenge, but we put our minds to it, and, and we're and we're still here. I always thought Al Gore invented the internet, yeah. but no, it was actually fact, it South Stands Denver Fancast. That's amazing. I can't believe we have you in your studio. <laughs> I, in I invented the internet in the womb. <laughs> You're sitting there thinking about in it. You know what would be awesome? <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> as soon as I get out of this womb. I have got the I most fantastic idea. Amazing idea. <laughs> no, seriously, when did, when did you guys get started yeah. uh, running the podcast? How, how long have you been around? We, th- we're in our third year. And, uh, you know, for that for that very first year, all four listeners uh, kept us afloat. And then and then we picked up four more the second year, eight listeners. Um, and, and now we're into the many hundreds. And it's it's really it's really a cool thing. The 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 guests are improving. We're getting a little bit more in t- attention in the world of sports media. And it, it's just it's a lark. It's fun. Um, we're pr- mostly uns- an unsponsored program, although I'm, I'm pleased to say we did bring on our first podcast sponsor fairly awesome. recently. Nice. Um, so, you know, he bought the, the banner ad at the top of our website, and we do a live read for him once every show. And, um, and, and we hope to build on, on some of that momentum, get some local Denver sports bars involved, get barber shops involved you know whatever can be tied to to men and to sports yeah right I mean, so so you guys have been doing it for three years what was what was the original idea you guys said okay yes there's, there's a lot of sports talk out there but we want to go and do our own thing namely this sports podcast what was the idea the idea of podcasting preceded the idea of podcasting about sports um john reedy my partner for many many years did the hooligan which was a a rag you'd pick up on your way into a restaurant or whatever and he he talked smack about 
anything and everything Denver. So there was kind of the idea of, of bringing the hooligan back in podcast form, but both of us share an intense interest in sports. And so that was something we could use as a springboard, as it were, something we could both talk about, something we both had enough knowledge about to to lay down a 60-minute show. So that's kind of how it evolved into a sports show. Now, you guys, it sounds like you guys are getting downright professional. You guys, you guys have business cards now. You guys, you guys are wearing, you're, you're wearing a baseball sponsors, cap right now. You've which got, again, you've got the nice you know. cap on. I mean, so the question is, what's the next step? Would you guys ever go to the old-fashioned type of kind of would you Would you radio? ever go over to the dark side yeah. and become part or of the something about media? Would you get on the radio? In the medium that you that you really like that's an excellent question uh the answer is no there's no way i want to sit on air and do a terrible four-hour <laughs> radio show <laughs> and you, when i'm when i listen to sports radio and i digest 80 hours a week of sports radio that's a lot I, of koa I, I listen to <laughs> listen to a little bit of koa a lot of the other stations and what i've determined is that a the guys that are good at that Nate Kreckman, Reno Notaro, Cecil Lammy, some of the guys I really respect, I would rather have them in my podcast studio and do an hour than to try and do what they do for four hours at a time because the guys who are good at it are really good at it. Right. They have to be quick. They have to be talented. They have to have contacts and connections, and they have to make it what they do. And I have other things that are what I do. So, no, we haven't thought about taking our show and making it into a radio show. We'd also have to deal with FCC regulation. Right. And which is a whole other Which yeah. is a whole other ball of wax there. And then you've got to please some asshole program director. And you have to do what they tell you to do. Our inspiration is the Adam Carolla podcast. Adam Carolla has built an entire network of podcasts. He's currently breaking ground on an entire new studio. He's got major sponsorship, Amazon.com, et cetera. He's doing his show his way, and he doesn't have some asshole telling him what to do. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's actually, I mean, that you look at some of these guys who've kind of created these podcast networks. Adam Carolla, Kevin Smith, you know, I know Bill Simmons also has this huge podcast presence. Do you see that sort of kind of model working here in Denver where we could actually have some real big personalities in, in, a local in the world podcast of podcasting? I've, it's funny you should ask that because I've been encouraging Les Shapiro and Gary Miller from Channel 4 who mm -hmm. recently lost their AM terrestrial radio show, 1023 The Ticket, brought in the ESPN feed and booted the local guys to the curb. Uh, and boo. I've been telling them, look, I can do a podcast and I'm going to get a certain number of listeners. I'm just some guy. I'm Colin Daniels. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. You are Les Shapiro and Gary Miller. You do that show. You're going to have major local sponsorship interest. You could bring in a lot of money and you could do it really inexpensively. And I wish to hell they would because I miss their program. I would love to download them onto my iPod and listen to them while I mow the lawn. Nice. Yeah, I think I think we kind of I think we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah, I we completely agree. Potential. Yeah, I, our inspiration, just so you know, is is actually Ryan Warner. We're trying to do whatever whatever he's doing. We're trying to do the exact opposite of that, um, or or curse more. Are you? Uh, 
Are you, you familiar with Ryan and, Warner? And, and, I, I, ha- I have to plead ignorance here. Uh, uh, Ryan, the host of Colorado <laughs> Matters. Colorado oh, Matters. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we thought we thought that you'd remember yes, Ryan I am Warner. Fam- I am familiar with Colorado yes. Matters. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. So we're we're trying to take Colorado Matters and shove something and but prove it, but that it doesn't fucking matter yeah. and prove that it doesn't yes. matter well and it doesn't matter because podcasting is a global forum we 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 can talk about the city of denver and people who live in san francisco and miss denver can yeah. download it onto their ipod right, too exactly so because you're not restricted by the signal to say can podcasting take off in denver is a little bit silly because it doesn't matter where it originates from, but the subject matter being Denver centric. Yes, I think the city is ready. If you look at, if you walk down the street and you look at the people with their earbuds in, yeah, everybody, everybody has, has access. All you need is smartphone. Now, now I'm gonna say one last thing, and then we're gonna move on to something that we know nothing about, which is sports. But I think there's also potential risk, and we're not even close to being there yet here in Denver. But you look at the comedy scene as we we're talking about. Literally these days, it seems like every single comedian has a podcast or is starting right. a podcast. And the problem is, is that, you know, the benefit of not having limitations or whatnot can also be can also be a real liability, which is that if you end up having thousands upon thousands of podcasts out there, not as if we're going to have thousands here in Denver, but if everyone starts to start the podcast, here comes the FCC. Yeah. Or even just how do you even figure out what's actually quality, you know, in this weird well, grab I, bag I, of I mean, we're not, we're not under FCC regulations, but we are under FTC regulations. I mean, if we're, you know, whenever we have sponsors, we have to divulge those things and that, that sort of stuff on our websites. So, I mean, they're already, the, the federal government has already sort of started starting to look at it and go, well, maybe we should pay attention to this. Should we control it? I mean, it's, it's So they be are really... starting to talk about that? They are actually... Oh, yeah. There's discussion about, well, I mean, SOPA, part of what SOPA is... Oh, yeah is looking at is how much can podcasts which are notorious for playing unlicensed music and uh, how much should we go and butt in and say that can't happen anymore and pull them out so i i think we're going to get paid attention to a lot more especially especially now that colin's getting so huge over at south stands you're just shining a spotlight on us yeah thanks colin for that thanks a lot oh, thanks for blowing a little a uh, little uh, hot air up my ass no problem <laughs> with that. we have no problem with that so all right tell it tell us what for for those who don't know, what uh, are, which would be most of our listeners, um, what what is South Stands? Where did the name come from? Well, obviously the the the, the most famous South Stands in this region were, were the the South Stands at the old Mile High Stadium. But the, there are there are notorious South Stands at 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 a number of stadiums around right. the USA. So it's not exclusively a Denver thing, but I think if you asked somebody in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where are the South stands, they're going to answer Mile High Stadium. And we originally had discussed the the name South of Denver podcast um when we were before we evolved fully into the sports right theme um and w- we that's where the word South came in, and then we kind of attach that to Stan. So a lot of people who listen to our show assume that we have season tickets in the South Stands at Gart Brothers Field or whatever it's called. <laughs> but that, 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 that is, in, in fact, not the case. Um, it, it, we're, we did name the show, however, after the old South Stands, which is the equivalent of what Cleveland calls the dog pound. Yeah. It, it, was the, it, was, it was the feisty blue-collar uh, part of the stadium, not where the not where the aristocrat, aristocrats not the uh, hang out. Where are the hooligans? 
we're we the, were the who's. cause of ruckus. Yes, and we, like we still try to do exactly that. So it's in that tradition. So, with, all right, with that, now, do the South Stands still exist in the new stadium? Kind of. Kind of, but Kinda. not really. There are yeah. some seats on the south end of the stadium, <laughs> but nothing. There are southerly seats. There are seats, yeah. <laughs> but nothing is the same anymore. I mean, I, I do have a lot of fond memories of Mile High Stadium, and, uh, and nothing is the same. It's so much more expensive now to attend a sports event, and so many blocks of tickets wind up with corporations and given away as sales incentives or given away when you buy a car or whatever that the the tenor has changed although the traditional broncos fan south stander types still exist right it's a watered down experience most of them are attending mammoth games instead right because that's all they can afford that's exactly right (laughs) And because the mammoth have a hot tub full of almost naked chicks. <laughs> I okay. Um that yeah, this is what we want to talk to you about. The the evolution of what has happened to sports here in Denver. Joel and I do not keep up. I cut you know, I kept up for a while, um, when I first moved to Colorado, all the way up until about two thousand two, two thousand three, around around the time that John Elway retired, and then I sort of drifted off just because I felt like Especially with the Broncos, there was no narrative. There was no story. Every everything got all jumbled, and we had a bunch of fucking quarterbacks for a while, and we were changing coaches, and I didn't know what to pay attention to, so I just stopped. I, you know, I had well, and I had children. Okay, that's actually what happened. I had <laughs> yeah, children. that was a big impact. Uh, so it kind of ruined me for it. But what what has changed? So we've got South Stands is now sort of gone uh, the way it was. You now have to you have to have a more you have to buy a house or a car to be able to afford season tickets unless you're like one of those people that grandfathered in you got it in your will from your granddad um what else has changed in denver sports that you've seen changing that you think is either affecting denver sports positively or negatively uh right now well the single biggest thing that changed was championships came to the to the city of denver yeah starting with the colorado avalanche followed by the Denver Broncos. This was never a championship city. This was a this was a gritty I root for this team even though they're never fucking going to win a championship. <laughs> that's the kind going to be second. That's the kind of fans Denver fans were. We were perennial underdogs. Then the Colorado Avalanche come along, fantastic team. Oh, Patrick Waugh, Peter Forsberg, huge names in hockey and we really glommed on to that. I mean, we Denver Colorado had nothing had no prior knowledge uh, of, of what it was like to have a hockey team. Oh, I take that back. We had the Denver Bears at one time, but right. and we had the Colorado Rockies as well, the hockey team. But all of a sudden, we have this major NHL franchise with the most recognizable players all around the world. Fans were looking at Denver, Colorado. So we, we climbed that hump. And then you have 1998, Super Bowl 32, in it to win it, John Elway, the helicopter, beating the mighty Green Bay Packers. It was a sensational and exciting experience. And the Denver Broncos now were champions. So you wear your Broncos colors with a little bit different feel inside. You're not a perennial underdog now. There's championship potential. But with potential comes that change in expectations that we all have Uh, now. So With great power. With great responsibility. That's absolutely right. So, so we're more critical now. We're, uh, okay. You know, we're more like a. I, I think we've changed in a, a lot in that sense. It used to be the Broncos could do no wrong as long as they were chasing that dream, chasing that ring. As long the, as they the were trying. Fans were fans of the organization. Now we see this fractioning. 
this this splintering of the fan base. You either love Tim Tebow yeah. or you hate Tim Tebow. Right. You don't just love the Denver Broncos. Right. Except Ooh. for except for my buddy Ted, who who loves all of them no matter what. He's he's got unconditional love. I love uh, this kind of dark, like tragic sweep that we have. Oh, it, it it's really interesting. It's like it's like you're saying and we talk about this a lot on this podcast. We talk about Denver's identity crisis, how we we've always got this sort of we're not a big proper city yeah. issue going on. Yeah, we like to look down our noses at Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 what's we, up? Yeah. We're like, what does yeah. that really say if we're looking down at Lincoln? I mean, we're, come on. But but we've always got this issue where we feel like we're not quite as good as uh, the other major cities in America. And and what you're saying is that w- in the world of sports, we did. That's we, right. We that is the it. that is the fundamental shift. Yeah. And and now we're like turning our noses yeah. up at anything that doesn't. And now what do we? Do? I mean, I mean, is it? Are you guys gonna hate me if I kind of compare it to being a Red Sox fan a little bit, like not knowing, like not knowing what to do after the summer? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm East sorry Coast to loser. say, I I grew up in New Mexico. We didn't have a professional sports team of any kind. So yeah, uh, what did you guys New do Mexico, in New Mexico? College sports. Yeah, we've got we've got college, actually we had high school football, which you if I had known when I was a kid, I I thought the Odessa Permian, the Green Panthers in Texas, this high school football team, I thought they were a professional sports team the way my father talked about them. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I go didn't ahead. know that you grew up in Friday Night Lights, Ron. That's, that's <laughs> I cute. don't. I that's grew cute. up Friday Night Lights. Wow. I went to see a football game. There were like nine thousand people. Were you, at were you the, the poor at black the high child? No. You were. <laughs> <laughs> well, communities where they really get into their to their high school football teams. That oh, that's geez. cool stuff. Yeah. New Mexico, yeah. very much like that. Yeah. Texas, Florida, places where the local economy is based around a high school football. Team. But I I was always able to be a fair weather fan with professional sports teams. I was able to pick when the Broncos right. were doing well, I could root for the Broncos, and when the Cowboys were doing well, I could root for the Cowboys and the Steelers and uh, you know whoever. Yeah. Uh, I never had this loyalty thing. So you're talking about the Red Sox. Yeah, to just the, the same thing. How you know the curse? I mean, yeah, just as like a writer, like basically, like like what I do is write. So you know, and I read a lot. So like, I really enjoyed kind of the tragic sweep that was being a Red Sox fan for, for most of my life. Kind of knowing that it would never win, and we got to hold on to this. Now that we've won, we're just a bunch of assholes who have a. A gigantic payroll, and so it was nowhere near. <laughs> right. as, yeah, you're yeah. the you're the Yankees. Yeah. You, you're, yeah. you are you are your most hated yeah. Visions, yeah. visage of baseball. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of gave up on. No, it. I think there's that. a lot. There are a lot of people in Boston that feel that same that yeah. same way, and and that's something that's somewhat, as you point out, what Broncos fans have dealt with is that is that change in paradigm. Yeah. Which is why, which you know, going back to what I was saying about the Mammoth, I've been to been to a Mammoth game. It's a totally different experience than going to any other professional sporting event in Denver, because all the fans, it's well, it's like you're at a professional wrestling match. Like the fans are fucking crazy. They're just wild. They're doing like special dances. They've got the naked girls in the hot tub, and then all the athletes are like teachers. The, they're they're these people that are really passionate about the sport. So that's that's really cool to watch. Whereas with Football and and the Nuggets I, with Broncos and Nuggets, it's feels very different. Avalanche, nobody pays attention to at all anymore because it's just kind of a shame. Well, and another thing that I feel has changed since my youth is the fact that they're all mercenaries now. You don't have a John Elway who sticks around for fourteen years, and you don't see the same faces yeah. every year. There's there's so much of a changing that's of the same guard all, on an annual yeah, basis. With all professional sports, it seems like it absolutely now, is, and it, and it gets more and more that way all the time. Now, do you do you think that's part of John Elway's strategy now that he's come in? 
that that he's trying to change that. He wants to create this consistent uh, message, this consistent uh, group, the super team, and it, that's why Tebow is actually starting. W- well, because his his argument that the reason why they're starting is that he wins games is now a moot point. It's not true. And if he doesn't win football games, he'll find that he won't be starting for long. Um, I think that I think that John Elway has learned a lot of very valuable lessons in a very short period of time because at the outset his goal was transparency and to be honest with his fan base and to communicate openly with his fan base. And when it comes to Tim Tebow, all of that has exploded in his face. And now he knows that he kind of has to keep it close to the vest. Right. Okay. All okay. right. Well, we, we can't possibly get yeah. through all this. Uh, Unfortunately. Right but uh, uh, we, it's time to move on to our love and hate for the week. And uh, b- Before we do love and ha- hate, though, I want to make sure, folks, if you, if you actually enjoyed us talking about sports and you know I'm pretending like I know what's going on, I really don't, uh, if you enjoy it, please make sure you tune in to South Stands and listen to their podcast. It's on SouthStandsDenver.com, really- and you guys are and on Stitcher Radio. You can get us on Stitcher, and you can get us on iTunes. And you do have to search for the South Stands Denver fan cast yeah. in order to find it at I. Okay. And and if you want to call in and make fun of uh, me attempting to know anything about sports, uh, give us a call at 720-282-YELL at 720-282-9355 and leave us a message. So, all right. I, yeah, I, I hey, Ron, think, I want you to do love and hate. Uh, I am going to this is not Denver related at all, but I'm going to hate on a Cheryl Crow cookbook. Really? <laughs> yeah. My my wife got this cookbook at the library and the name of the cookbook is If It Makes You Healthy. Uh, a a pun oh, on No. Yes. She did it. Okay, see, I'm not I'm not going to hate on the cookbook cuz uh, I I'm sure the recipes are fine. I'm not going to hate on Cheryl Crow cuz Have you looked at the cookbook? Have you actually cooked it from I just Cheryl saw Crow's the cover cookbook? as I was okay. walking out uh, the door. How many it, different recipes can you make with crow? <laughs> 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 hey, there, this is there a pun. Go. If situation. it makes you healthy, if it yeah. makes you, if it makes you healthy, yeah. All right, no! so uh, <laughs> so I'm not gonna hate on Cheryl Crow. I'm not gonna hate on the cookbook uh, contents. I'm gonna hate on whatever publishing douchebag decided that was a good idea. That had to have made it through a chain of douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> a hierarchy of douchebags. A douche hierarchy bags. of douchebags. So yeah, that's that's what I'm hating on. For oh, wow, there had to have been at least one douchebag in the hierarchy that went ah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You're, Everyone you're else fired. is like, no, dude, this is great. Uh, Some podcast awesome. nerd in Denver is going to let us have it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. So. I like that, Ron. Thank you. I'm going to do a love this week. I usually do love. I'm a loving guy. I'm going to love on the one recent sports article I did read in part at a research for this, which was uh, um, a Chuck Klosterman story about Tim Tebow, which is in typical Chuck Klosterman vein, he looks at uh, faith in America and the upcoming election. So he gets stuff. so deep. And kind of a little bit about Tim Tebow, but it's mostly about all this other stuff. And that's why I like Chuck Klosterman. I just, you know, I know some people really hate him. They think he goes over the place and he's kind of full of himself. And yes, he is. But I still think he almost, almost single-handedly kind of created all of this weird cultural analysis, bloggy shit that we've seen. Also, all this podcast stuff. And he still does it with the best of the best. So I just, yes, I don't always agree with what he says. I just thoroughly enjoy the strange little journeys he's going to take you on. That's on that's on Bill Simmons' new site, uh, 
uh, Grantland. Grantland. Yeah. Like so com. we'll put a link up to that on the. Uh, on there the site. is a lot of fantastic stuff. Yeah. at Grantland. There is. The question yeah. is, how long is it going to last? That's the thing. Well, it's got ESPN behind it. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty hard to take that down. And Simmons has so much clout at ESPN that he pretty much says, this is what you're going to do or I'll fucking leave. I'll be at Yahoo Sports or I'll be, I mean, Grantland was supposed to be what he did when he left ESPN. Yeah. And ESPN said, no, 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 no sports guy. Please. We'll let you do that on our watch. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So, so Colin, I'm, I'm sort of going to guess that you're going to go for a hate I week. am. There we go. This has been <laughs> boiling up inside of me, and I am so glad I have this outlet and this microphone in front of me. I hate medicinal marijuana. Now, I want to clarify something. I don't hate marijuana. I like marijuana. I think marijuana <laughs> is a very good thing. What I don't like is this cultural lie that we have to tell. I work and live my life next door to a major medical marijuana dispensary. First of all, it smells like fucking pot. My entire life smells like pot. (laughs) The smell of pot is the soundtrack of my existence. There is an environmental problem there, and the city needs to fucking do something about that. If I have a rendering plant next door to your place, and it smells like (laughs) rotting animals all the time, you're probably going to do something. The Monforts have to do something about their shit. The city needs to do something about the fact that Broadway smells like weed. And when I and when I see the people coming and going from that mer- medical marijuana dispensary, these are not cancer patients. These are DU students. <laughs> Don't give me this bullshit about how you need that to fucking survive. My grandmother had cancer. She had she had her tongue was all fucked up. We had to give her some medicinal marijuana so that she could calm down but this is in the days before there was medicinal marijuana we just went out and bought some weed sorry my phone's ringing i apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> mid-rant it's like what is we're just that? hearing music from, from like, down on high it's my justin god Bieber saying ring. yes Aww. yes colin <laughs> no but it's just it, it, why can't we just say ma- ma- marijuana is legal because that's what's going on in this town <clears throat> medicinal the, the dispensaries are nothing but liquor stores they're just liquor stores. We And there are some bullshit doctors who are willing to say that you've got whatever condition or I've got whatever condition, and they're willing to get paid to say that. It's all a big fraud, and it drives me nuts that we can't just be honest about the fact that marijuana should be legal, it should be available, it should be distributed, it should be taxed. So, in other words, we should legalize marijuana so Colin's house smells better. No, it, now, would your house smell worse if we legalized yeah, it? Yeah, because then wouldn't everyone be smoking pot around your house, Colin? Or just... Oh, it's not the smoking of pot that it's, smells. It's, just, oh, it's, it's the, the growing of pot that smells. The growing, the growing of it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, all right. Okay. I agree. A valid point. Yeah. A valid yeah. point. I mean, and you subtly made your point, and we like that on the... I'm never I try and Colin. I try Thank and take an that. NPR. Yeah, approach. yeah, it's nice. Just like Ryan Warner. Anyways, that's that's all the love and hate we have time for this week. If you have something to say about, say, medical marijuana, sports, or whatnot, like to share a little of your own, uh, please leave us a brief message at seven two zero two eight two yell. That's seven two zero two eight two nine three five five. Each week, we'll pick our favorite messages and play them on the show. Um, also, we have some big news. We have a live podcast coming up on February 29th at 7 p.m. at the Denver Film Center. 
It's going to be co-hosted by the Onions AV Club, so it should be a very good time. We'll tell you more about that as the time comes up. Um, our theme music is by the band Houses off their summer EP. You can subscribe to the Denver Diatribe Podcast on iTunes and Google Listen. And say hello to us on Facebook and Twitter at Denver, at Denver Diatribe. For more information, check out our website, denverdiatribe.com. I'm Joel Warner. On behalf of my co-host, Ron Doyle, and our special guest, Colin Daniels, of the South Stands Denver Fancast, thanks for listening. 